The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. And of course, this ushers in a time that's joyful, happy, sad for others. It depends on what you've done and invested in your life. Many people have made mistakes. But the biggest mistake we can make in our life no matter what has turned out or what fruit, bad fruit or good fruit we're picking, is we need to be thankful to God. And on this day, given to the purpose of being thankful is not just Thanksgiving. And as always, Satan tries to change it. Years ago, they started saying Turkey Day. Why? Because the war is always verbiage. Reject that. If you hear anybody anywhere say Turkey Day, no, this is Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving connotates who are you giving Thanksgiving to? It's God, of course. And so we're entering into a beautiful moment, something very special. And we need to review what happened. Why do we have Thanksgiving? And how important is it? The pilgrims, of course, had a situation that caused them to reflect. What have they done wrong? Their crops are drying up. 
They hadn't had any rain. Everything's wilted down, and they're starving to death, and they knew they would starve through the winter. And because of that, they realized we need to make a day of fasting, humiliation, and prayer. So they did that. And what happened with this day? By 4 to 6 o'clock that afternoon, a soft rain started raining, and it continued. But that wasn't enough. That's not going to save the crop. It had to rain the next day, and it had to rain the next day. Two weeks, they had this rain. It flipped around the crop. Everything came back, and they were saved through this. The nearby Indian chief, he knew about this. He saw this. He saw it happen. The nearby Indian chief went to William Bradford, and he said to him, I like your God. He saved your crops. He was amazed about this. He actually became a Christian. This witness was impressive to the Indians. And from that point, 400 years ago, we set aside a day of Thanksgiving. In fact, we have not had a famine in 400 years in the history of our country. That's an amazing thing. Not since 1623. Yes, we've had some hard times, but we never had famine. We have to recognize the power of Thanksgiving. This means something. Deuteronomy says, But remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to gain wealth in order to confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as to this day. So we've kept this day of Thanksgiving. And because we do, it actually is protection for famine and blessings. The saints always taught us Gratefulness begets another favor. If we celebrate Thanksgiving with real Thanksgiving, love of God, thank you, Father, for what you've given to us. We receive blessings, even despite our sins. As long as we confess, we can be blessed. And true Thanksgiving from the heart, it makes us realize where this comes from. The Bible says, you may say in your heart, the power and the strength of my hand has made this wealth for me. But remember that it is the Lord, your God, who gives you the power to gain wealth in order to confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is to this day. If you ever forget the Lord, your God, and go after other gods to worship and bow to them, I testify against you today that you will surely perish. We're there in the nation. There also is a turnaround. People are looking back at what we have and why we have it. Thanksgiving is not just a celebration, but a cause to reflection over this nation and where we are and where we're born and what we have. We have to realize those early pilgrims, they followed the Old Testament, which is 23% tithing, which included all your giving from your pilgrimages to the education of your children, giving to the poor. Why do we have gleaning? That was because the Christians were helping somebody out of their surplus. And they let them come back after the crops, what was on the ground, where there was a need for these people. There was always provisions being made for those who hit hard times. And because of that, we grew a nation with strong family structure, where people within the family structure lived gratefulness, because families took care of the needy. And that's what you're supposed to be doing yourself. If you see somebody out there in America, somebody who needs help, that needs to be met with love. We're called to do that. We need to take back America from the government and give it back to God. We look to government as God. God will take care of the poor and the needy, and we'll do it on a local level. That's what we're called to. That's why the Israelites were told by God to make every decision 
at the local level, at the family level. What does that mean? Christianity in its principle is local. It's localization. You know what's around you. You have boots on the ground. Because of that, we know that the best meeting of whatever surrounds us is by us as individuals, localized. Christianity is localized by Jesus. That's what he taught. You help the poor. You get it out of your pocket. You go direct to them. You know the best where it needs to go. And you're the best judgment. If somebody doesn't need it, and they pretend they do. Satan wants to globalize Christianity. But you're supposed to be helping the poor. Not the government. Not the world. Not the UN. It comes from us. We know what's adequate and inadequate when somebody's in need. So we've gone into a situation where we're depending on somebody else to take care of health care and all these things. That is your responsibility. We've got to go back to that family structure. And Thanksgiving is a call for this. Our lady came here in 1988. And the first day we had people started coming. They heard about Maria's here. They started surrounding the house. We had people stomping on our shrubbery and all this and destroying everything in the backyard. But I didn't care. I didn't care, not because I was reckless. I knew they wanted to be with the Virgin Mary. They wanted to be with the lady in her presence. The whole school closed down. So we started asking our lady, would she appear outside? Every day was no. Every day was no. It was a no. So after three or four times of saying that, we just dropped it. We dropped it because obviously our lady didn't want to do that. And then on November 23rd, out of the blue, without prompting, and had given that up, our lady told Maria that she would appear tomorrow at 1040 by the tree in the field. We were stunned. Why? Because we didn't know what the next day was. We were so caught up in the events of Our Lady being with us in the bedroom, we didn't even realize the next day was Thanksgiving. We didn't do any shopping. We didn't think about it. We forgot about it. You say, how could you forget that? Because the news was Our Lady. All the talk was about that. And here she comes and announces this, and we're thrown for a loop, basically. We couldn't even believe it. So that was at 1040 at night. By the time that person got through, got the message around 1130 or 12, most people in bed. So we called a few people, said call everybody else, because a lady not only said she'd appear the next day, she said, I invite everyone to come. So she invited the public. Contemplate that. She's tying something in 1623, 400 years now, from our date today, approximately, to back in 1988, that I'm going to appear out there and establish something. It wasn't just happen chance. It wasn't prompted by me or anybody else, it showed Our Lady had an initiative and a plan to do something on the day of Thanksgiving, the only day designated by the United States of America to be thankful to God the Father. So we can go from 1623 to George Washington when he established in 1789 that there'd be a prayer late in November for Thanksgiving. It wasn't recognized, though, as a federal holiday until Abraham Lincoln set the last Thursday in November. This metamorphed into today what we have. But think of this. This is our day for our nation, the United States of America for Thanksgiving, and Our Lady chose that. There's a lot to ponder today to think she came under the tree here in Alabama in the valley, which is called Paradise Valley, and ask everybody to come, just like the pilgrims did to the Indians. This is deep. 
And this is important. And what did Our Lady do? She gave a message. She told Maria to tell us who were gathered with these words. I invite you to live my messages. I am here to help you. Where is here? The field, Alabama, the United States of America, on Thanksgiving Day. I am here to help you. I will intercede for you to God for all your intentions. She prayed over everybody, and she said, go in peace. Simple. You think so? It's not significant because it's so simple? This is a big thing. You realize 50 years from now what this is going to mean? That a lady designated a geographic place on Thanksgiving Day that she said, if you come here, I will intercede for you to God for all your intentions. You say, oh, well, how do you know it's coming here? She says, I am here to help you. Our lady began to do many things geographically, designating different places here, how she appeared and why she appeared. And not all of it was understood in 1988. It took us years to realize what she was doing. She was here for this nation. And I can tell you all these things and events and no Venus are praying for our country and being thankful for living here and the blessings we enjoy is tied to these apparitions. Did you know the most biblical place in the United States of America is right here? This place. This is the epic center of that. Because when she descended down and she appeared and gave this blessing and many, many other things she did, it has protected this. We begin to see signs of what was here. And the Pew Research did a study across America. And this is the circle of the most biblical place of the United States of America. You think that's just coincidence? A lady did this and she has that. We have a lot to be thankful for today. There's many things happening. We know some things in the future that our lady wants to tell us. And we're waiting for that concerning this place. And so what has Our Lady done in these 37 years of apparitions? How should we look at it today in this day of reflection? Our Lady comes along 22 years ago and says this in Medjugorje. She says, I invite you, love God above all else. In this time, when due to the Spirit, and that could be angels or demons. But listen how she says this. In this time, when due to the Spirit, of consumerism. Do you think it's about angels? Or this is a bad spirit? She's not saying figuratively, okay, oh, let's be the spirit of joy. No, she's talking about spirit, a real spirit. In this time when due to the spirit of consumerism, one forgets what it means to love and to cherish true values. Put God in the first place in your life. Do not let Satan attract you through material things. So she identifies the spirit. What is the spirit of consumerism? Something that attracts you to material things. So you say, we can't say it's an evil spirit. She said, do not let Satan attract you through materialism. What is materialism? Consumerism. What else can you interpret? This is not making three out of one. And I continues and says, decide for God. Choose life and not death of the soul. Wow. Consumerism is a spirit. It's Satan. He's trying to attract you through these things because she said material. And she says, you need to choose life. You need to turn against consumerism and not the other way toward death of the soul. You can't get any more clear than that. 
So Our Lady puts a curse out in 1996. We should be cursing things. You say, oh, we shouldn't be putting curses. Yes, you should be doing that. You should curse any store that's opening on Thanksgiving Day because it should be held as a holy day. Oh, is that going extreme? Jesus never sinned, and he went to the fig tree, and it didn't produce any fruit, and he cursed it, and immediately, not an hour later, immediately it withered up. And you know what the apostles did? They saw all these miracles. They were more amazed at this than almost anything Jesus did. Read the Bible. Peter couldn't believe it. They were stunned that he could do that just like that. They saw all these miracles happening with the bodies and people and cures. But this miracle did something. Why is it in the Bible? Because it's showing you the power of cursing something that is cursed. And we as Christians need to do that. How do we do that? We do that by thinking and reflecting what's happening to our life about materialism and consumerism. When we got a day of Thanksgiving that six out of 10 Americans are planning to be shopping on Thanksgiving weekend. But what's happened in the last several years, it's not just about Black Friday anymore. They're backing up into Thanksgiving in the evening. And it was six o'clock. Now it's five o'clock. Just when some people are eating pecan pie in the South and pumpkin pie up North, whatever you eat, people are running out in a frenzy to go shopping. And some are now open earlier than that. But because I put this statement out, this exorcistic message of March 25th, 1996, due to the spirit of consumerism, and she identifies as Satan, and you choose life and death, we see something turning around. This is beautiful, very powerful. Why? Because people are just tired. They're realizing this is garbage. Ale's messages are starting to turn around things. It's starting to mark things. Stores are beginning to say, we will not open Thanksgiving. But not only that, they're making bold statements that we've never seen before. TJ Maxx says, we feel so strongly about our employees spending Thanksgiving with their families that we have closing on Thanksgiving, and we don't anticipate this changing in the future. Publix, a grocery store, always been open. If you have a last-minute Thanksgiving shopping order, if you think you can go to Publix at the last minute to get it, it's not going to be open. They're closing for their employees. Why? Because they see and understand people getting tired. And you got the chain of 151 stores of REI, which is Recreational Equipment Incorporated. What are they doing? They're closing all their stores on Thanksgiving. They won't be open. They got 12,000 employees, including their hourly workers. And you know what they're doing? They're closing Thanksgiving, and they're going to pay them for that. That's how important it is to them. And you know what else they're doing? They are closing on Black Friday, and they're going to pay their employees in. That's an amazing thing. This is light. This is from the messages. I lady can't say this to the world, whether people know it or not, without a result of grace. That's why I said this was exorcistic, her words. She puts it out, it's going to happen. We're seeing a turnaround. Yes, there's far more stores opening up than closing up. But the thing is, we see changes because people are just simply tired of it. What does our lady say, June 25th, 2010? Spread my messages to this tired world. People are tired of this. They want to change. The chief executive of REI says, when you look at retail today, this playbook of promotions and consumerism, did you hear that? 
the CEO, consumerism, he says, it is not working. He says it feels like it's lost its momentum. They're shutting down for two days and then still paying their employees. This is values. They're adopting that. When due to the spirit of consumerism, one forgets what it means to love and to cherish true values. This is coming back. This is a start. This is the seed of the future. It is so refreshing when you drive down the road on Christmas and almost all the stores are closed. I wish that happened every Sunday. There's something about it, something mystical, something so wholesome, because, you know, people are at home. You know, families are together. Yes, there's still service stations and there's others are open, but I wish it all would close up. Everything. This Christmas coming, and even Thanksgiving Day, if you're out riding, just see how it looks where everything's shut down and the parking lots are empty. And it makes me sick when I see the drugstores have people in the parking the cars. Abandon them. It's an evil spirit. Why would you want to contribute to it? Don't. And it falls down. And then you have Burlington Coke Factory. In regards to Thanksgiving, they say, it's a time to reflect, to be thankful and appreciate what we have, to celebrate and share with family and friends near and far. That's why Burlington stores are closed on Thanksgiving Day, so our customers and associates can enjoy time with their friends and family near and far. Is not this refreshing? Does this not warm your heart? Do you not think all these messages are breaking down some walls now that we've never heard of before? And even not just closing, they're putting statements out saying, we want to come back because we're tired of this. Mall of America, closing down on Thanksgiving Day. The whole mall, Office Depot. There's like 80 companies doing this. I'm just going through a few of them. They say, as we evaluated our store hours, see, they're reflecting, starting to thinking. This is grace coming into the world. As we evaluated our store hours for this holiday, and as we weighed the business and personal considerations, we decided it was best to provide our associates with the day off to spend time with family and friends by closing all our retail stores on Thanksgiving Day. Wow, when's the last time you heard these things? See, they're thinking, because everybody's beginning to see we're in a dead-end road. There's no family no more. It's only about profit. And they say here, we evaluated and weighed out the business, the advantages for personal considerations as opposed to profit, and we're going to chose our people. All the stores you see open on Thanksgiving, give them a warning because some of this is from pressure from the customers and the employees and grace. You look who's open on Thanksgiving. You let them know you don't like it. Follow what's been seated. And at the same time, reward those who close down. Tell them, we appreciated you closing down and not going after profit. And especially at REI, you go to them and write them a letter, even if they're not in your state, saying thank you for closing down on Thanksgiving and on Black Friday. Because Black Friday is the biggest shopping day of the year. And they negated their profits in favor of giving a weekend for the employees. And this is worthy of your praise. You go to the managers. You go to the managers on both sides. And you say, we don't like what you do on Thanksgiving. Walmart, you open up at 6 o'clock. Target and Best Buy has actually moved their hour up on Thanksgiving Day. Ban them from your shopping list. And tell them, we're never coming back. Target's already bad anyway. Just what they've done with the bathroom policy. They're evil. They've got that kind of mentality. 
You got Costco's, Sam's Clubs, and BJ Wholesale Clubs. They're closing down on Thanksgiving. You say, well, I'm not going to boycott. No, you need to boycott. The public outcry is having an effect. And that public outcry can be prayers to Our Lady and rosaries and to God the Father in Thanksgiving to come back to what is sanctity and family. And if there's one day really dedicated to family, it is Thanksgiving. And the fact that the Virgin Mary chose that in this nation says something very, very important. We are in days as a nation and as families of danger. But one hope we have is that we have grateful hearts, sincere hearts, and we be resolute and exact in what we do and be humble. We can say our nation is of worthy. Why? Because it belongs to Our Lady. Our Lady initiated the apparition on Thanksgiving Day. And many years later, on July 3rd, 2008, the eve of our nation's birth, we consecrated the United States of America in her presence. And after the apparition, what happened? Maria said Our Lady accepted it. Maria had gone somewhere before, and one family had prepared a consecration for the family. What did it mean? After that consecration... Maria said that I told them that you will never regret this consecration. You nor your children, nor your children's children. That's how powerful these things are. And we've got the consecration of the United States of America. We got Thanksgiving Day, November 24, 1988. These things mean something. And if you reflect on this, You'll find the truth that no nation in the history of mankind, the history of the world, has been more blessed than us. So we're going to end our broadcast with a speech from Ronald Reagan in speaking about these things, which will help us to go deeper in reflection of who we are and what kind of blessings we have. On the eve of our struggle for independence, a man who might have been one of the greatest among the founding fathers... Dr. Joseph Warren, president of the Massachusetts Congress, said to his fellow Americans, our country is in danger, but not to be despaired of. On you depend the fortunes of America. You are to decide the important question which, upon which rests the happiness and the liberty of millions yet unborn. Act worthy of yourselves. Well, I believe we, the Americans of today, are ready to act worthy of ourselves. Ready to do what must be done to ensure happiness and liberty for ourselves, our children, and our children's children. From time to time, we've been tempted to believe that society has become too complex to be managed by self-rule, that government by an elite group is superior to government for, by, and of the people. We are a nation that has a government, not the other way around. And this makes us special among the nations of the earth. Our government has no power except that granted it by the people. It is made up of men and women who raise our food, patrol our streets, man our mines and factories, teach our children, keep our homes, and heal us when we're sick. Professionals, industrialists, shopkeepers, clerks, cabbies, and truck drivers. They are, in short, we the people. Their patriotism is quiet but deep. 
Their values sustain our national life. With the idealism and fair play which are the core of our system and our strength, we can have a strong and prosperous America at peace with itself and the world. So with all the creative energy at our command, let us begin an era of national renewal. Let us renew our determination, our courage, and our strength. And let us renew our faith and our hope. It is time for us to realize that we are too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams. We will again be the exemplar of freedom and a beacon of hope for those who do not now have freedom. We are a nation under God, and I believe God intended for us to be free. I am excited, thrilled, and somber at the same time. Because on one side, light is starting to grow. On the other side, dark is diminishing, but it's becoming more aggressive. It's not going to go away quietly. And we see this epic battle that we've entered into. We have to pray more. We have to be more thankful. But we have the future, and we hold the future. It's in our hands because our lady says, give me your hands. You are my instruments. She's using you and your prayers when you walk past a fig tree which produces no fruit and give a curse to it. Say, God, I don't like this store, what it's doing. Taking away your sovereignty on the day the sacred on Sunday or these holy days. Not holidays. That's not what they are. They're holy days. Even if it's patriotic, it's holy, because that's a virtue. It's taught now that it's not, but it is. Don't just be reflective. Be thoughtful. And think how you can change the nation by changing your family, by changing yourself. And so we wish you holiness. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription.
For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.